Have you ever found yourself on the cusp? You know, you're just about to break into the lineup and then the injury or the transfer happens. Or maybe the gaffers called your name from amongst the substitutes. You've warmed up, you're mentally ready to go, and then the game shifts. There's a red card or something happens and it, and it changes and suddenly you're not part of the plan anymore. You get told to go sit down. Hello everyone, this is Rev Brad, and you're listening to the Soccer Chaplains United podcast from the Touchline. Well, today I want to take a look at what life on the cusp sometimes can look like and how hard it can be when you don't get the call up. Stay tuned, and we'll look at it deeper after this. He's found the space, and he's found the back of the net! Just a little off foot, thinking he's going to go far post. Not strong enough with his right hand. Whips that one in. Far post, almost made him in, and they have! He has the hat trick! The second in his career! The third of the night, the hat-trick hero. Talked about you're not going to be able to sustain that kind of pressure. To the corner, goes towards the near post, and you're the angle, and what a goal! What a goal! Raise your hand if you've ever worn the substitute bib. Yep, me too. For much of my less than extensive football career as a youth, I remember several times the coach calling out my name, only to get caught up in the match, and it was another five minutes before he remembered to make a change, and by then, sometimes the game, game had changed so much that he would simply tell me to just go sit down. Not only have I been on the cusp, but I've counseled and supported many others who were on the verge of breaking in. Whether they were an academy player on the verge of first-team football or a reservist about to get the call-up to suit up as part of the 18-man game-day roster, or whether they got to walk out of the tunnel as part of the starting 11, it seems that in the game of football, there's always someone on the bubble, someone who is just on the cusp of getting that breakout chance, that key moment to shine, and then it gets pulled away. I was reflecting on this the other day, the tendency for some to be on the periphery of greatness or opportunity and seemingly to just miss that moment. And a story from the Bible in the books of, book of Acts, chapter 1, comes almost immediately to my mind. Here in Acts 1, Peter and the other disciples have just returned from the mountaintop where Jesus has ascended to heaven, and Peter stands up like the leader he is, and he tells the others, we need to replace Judas. There's a vacancy on the team. Scripture predicted this. Scripture also says that the void of leadership needs to be filled. So they set the requirements. They designate a scouting and selection team. They narrow it down to two guys. Joseph, I'm just going to call him Joe for the rest of the podcast. And Joe was also known as Barsabbas, uh, which is, translates as son of the Sabbath, and known as Justice. And Joe was in the running against this other candidate, a guy known as Matthias. Well, in order to be considered, these two men had to meet some critical requirements. They needed to have been with Jesus. They needed to have been with the disciples for the whole time that Jesus was around and on earth. And they also needed to have been a witness to his resurrection and his ascension. So, so it wasn't like these two guys were, were slouches. These guys met, met the qualifications. They met the criteria. And, and Joe and Matthias, they passed muster. They come down to the final two candidates. It's like the last two contestants on The Voice. It's like two trialists that come in and there's one spot. And then we see this interesting process. The disciples pray to God, show us who it should be. And then they draw straws. They leave the results up to God. They say, Lord, you know the heart. Show us who you've chosen to take Judas's place. And they draw these straws. Matthias is in. Joe is out. Well, imagine how Joe felt. 
he was on the cusp of being part of something tremendous, to be part of the disciples, part of the, uh, the 12, to be, to be chosen to replace Judas. At any rate, it would have been an honor. And yet, Joe comes up with the short end of the draw. He comes up with the short stick. And it wasn't the first time he'd failed to make the cut. You know, earlier in Jesus's ministry, there was a number of people that had started following him and seeking to become his disciples. And Luke records in the gospel of, of, uh, that bears his name, Luke 10, 1 through 24. He says that Jesus sends out these, these 72 disciples, these 72 followers, two by two to preach, to teach, to tell people that Jesus was coming. And you read that passage in Luke, you'll see the time was very successful. Those, the guys that were sent out were really overjoyed at the way it went. They were able to tell others about Jesus. And, and Joe's part of that mix. He's part of that 72 two disciples. He's part of that, that group that was originally following Jesus. But when it came time to select the 12 disciples, Joe wasn't part of the mix. He wasn't chosen by Jesus. So it's almost like twice rejected for the first team. You know, uh, first, he didn't make the cut when Jesus was making the selection, and then he didn't make the cut as the disciples, the original uh, 11, were making, were making the decision as well. And, and honestly, right, they left it up to God, so, so ultimately he was rejected by God to be, to be part of that original 12 or, or the replacement for, for Judas. You, you might say that Joe could make the regional team, but he just wasn't good enough to push through a breakthrough and get, get past that that invitation to camp and make it into the national team. Well, whatever became of Joe? Did he become bitter at not being selected? Was he critical of others? Did he abandon the faith? Did he go off on his own? Was he frustrated at being rejected? Well, truthfully, we never hear Joseph's name again in the Bible, but it's true of Matthias as well. Uh, We know some things, though, from Christian tradition. Joe, or Joseph, became known as St. Justice of, I'm going to butcher this name, but it's Lurithrolopolis, say that 10 times fast. I I can't even say it once. Um, It's this small city that's kind of 50 miles south of Jerusalem or so, maybe a small village. And and in Christian tradition, he became uh, bishop of this city and he died there as a martyr. It was believed that when the Roman emperor Vespasian came to put down a Jewish rebellion in 68 AD, that that, um, Joe or Joseph was slaughtered among maybe the 10,000 people that were in, the, in that city and the surrounding villages. And he lost his life because he refused to renounce his faith, according to Christian tradition. Well, here's the thing that I think is important to consider about Joseph, that even though he was passed over, even though he wasn't selected to be part of the first team or to hold some honorable place or position of power and authority, it seems like he didn't let it deter him from becoming his best and radically living out his faith even to the end of his life. He didn't throw in the towel at not being selected. He didn't give up because he wasn't in the starting 11 or the starting 12, as the case may be. Even though he was relegated to relative obscurity and the Bible never mentions his name again, and and we have these uh, very scant resources from Christian tradition and history, from what little we know of his life, he lived out his faith. Now, remember, he had been with Jesus He had served with Jesus. He had been taught by Jesus. He had followed him. And I think that this made all the difference in the world. For those of us who are listening, let's be honest. Most of us are on the cusp of something, whether it's the cusp of football, whether it's the cusp in our our jobs or our lives. 
and, and we're just a little bit away from that promotion. We're just a little bit outside of what we think might be that great big achievement or success. Maybe you're playing on a second or third division team and you're, you're hoping to make it to the top tier. Maybe, maybe even you're a top-level footballer hoping to get a shot at the national team or, or hoping to get that, that next big contract or that, that, that team that, that you can just go to and, and, and play with other stars and, and, and work it out. Maybe you're on the verge of a breakout season, breakout career, or maybe you've just been passed over too many times. Let's take encouragement from Joe's life, from Joseph, known as Barsabbas, known as Justice. Let's take encouragement from this guy's life that somehow we can cope, we can live, we can manage, we can, we can live in, the, in those cusp moments. And, and whether we go on to, to greatness in our own mind or not, that we're loved and cherished by God and that, and that God and, and, and our life with Jesus, that makes all the difference in the world. Well, I want to close with a prayer for you and for me, for those moments when we're on the cusp, for those moments when we face the challenge of being on the bubble, maybe being passed over, not chosen, not selected. Father in heaven, oh God, our great manager for football, for life, for faith, so often we are on the cusp. So many times we're the trialist, the reservist, and we want first team football, but we get passed over. We miss out on the opportunity. We lose out on the scholarship. We lose out on the chance. We end up not being chosen, not being selected. Remind us that our identity is not in who we are. Remind us that our success is not in what we achieve or what level we attain, but our identity and our success are found in you. You love us. You accept us. You choose us for a particular work. You put a call on our life that is unique and special to who you've made us to be. Help us to remember that when we're not chosen. Help us to remember that when we get passed by. Help us to remember that as we wait on the sidelines. Make us ever ready, though, to serve, to live, to play, to love, as you would have us to do. Amen. Well, friends, I'm praying for you as maybe you're on the sidelines or you're on the cusp today. And this is Reb Brad coming to you from the Touchline.